0: Very busy day at the Novacare Complex on Tuesday because of the shortened week. You had the coordinators' talk. You had Carson Wentz talk. You had the locker room open where a lot of players spoke. Merrill Reese was there. He took it all in. He joins me this morning. Hey, Merrill, how you doing? Thank you for coming on. Uh, the Eagles at the Packers tomorrow night. They should be getting some guys back. Hopefully, crossing their fingers. Well, what did you? Well, who do you think that they may be getting back tomorrow? Well, I think they feel very good about the prospects
1: of Alshon Jeffrey coming back, and he is a go-to receiver, and he will make a big difference in that lineup. Also, for the first time this season, they should have linebacker Camus Grouché-Hill, who not only is a fine linebacker, but he's a terrific special teamer. They could have used him in that kickoff return last week that went for 100 yards. But to get Camus back, I think, is a real plus. So that's big. Uh, they need everybody they can because this is an undefeated uh, team, Green Bay Packer team. They're three and zero. I have heard it said that the Packers have never lost at home on Thursday night, but that's not true. If you check the records, they lost once and. In- 1991 when there wasn't a regular Thursday night football, but they were playing the Bears on that Thursday night for some reason, and they lost that game, and then they lost in 2015 on a Thursday night at Lambeau. So they have been beaten there, and hopefully the Eagles can add to that.
0: Well, look at you discounting that stat there. How about that? I've been hearing the same thing, that they've never lost a Thursday night game. You have you have two games? Yeah, but it's it's, it's one of those stats that just lingers,
1: but it's wrong. Oh, okay, Mer- Merrill Reese?
0: <laughs> you, you say something enough times people start to believe it you're right but merrill reese says it is false okay uh merrill a uh, yesterday the offensive coordinator he was i felt he was more animated than he's ever been before and it was very much um in defense of the way that his team has been playing with the all the talk about the drops and the penalties and this and that uh what did you make of his comments yesterday
1: well Mike is a very very positive guy and he's a he's a very solid football coach and uh, Mike is is the kind of guy who will get up and be animated and he feels confident that he has the players to Win to succeed, but the big thing is ball security. You you lose the ball, you drop the. You had three fumbles last week, two went to the Lions. Uh, they also have had problems with uh, not only the uh the, the the fumbles, but
0: they've had trouble with drops. Seven drops in that game that will kill you. Yeah, no, sir, certainly will. You cannot have those self-inflicted mistakes. The Eagles have said, you know, Doug has said, and other players have said that they beat themselves this past Sunday and. They, they played better than the Lions, except for those really crucial instances. Jim Schwartz also spoke yesterday to defensive coordinator. One of the hot topics that he was presented with is something that is very much on the mind of Eagles fans, and that is the performance, or rather in some cases underperformance, of Fletcher Cox, who's coming off of a foot injury. Uh, Jim Schwartz also defending Fletcher Cox yesterday, right, Merrill? Well, he hasn't discounted the fact that Fletcher Cox
1: isn't 100%. He's coming back from a serious foot operation, but he's coming back and they feel that he's making progress every single week. And you talked about last year, it was Brandon Graham who came back from a leg injury, and it took him a while to return to peak form. I think it's the same with Fletcher Cox and he's always going to get extra attention because he is such a defensive force. And then you take Malik Jackson out of the lineup and you take Timmy Jernigan out of the lineup and you put in some young players who are not on that level and it makes it more difficult because Fletcher Cox is going to draw more attention. But the uh, feeling that Jim uh, brought up is that Fletcher Cox continues to get better. He's still making a difference out there and he will make more of a difference as the weeks go on
0: oh i i he didn't say this yesterday but i've heard jim schwartz say before that you know you only get 16 of these there are only 16 games in the national football league so like at what point merrill does fletcher cox have to step up and perform as fletcher cox has done in the past and we can't keep using this foot thing is not necessarily as an excuse but a reason why he hasn't performed
1: yeah, but you're talking about a medical situation, and you're talking about strength coming back after an injury and after rehab. So it's it's difficult to say. I mean, when does he have to? You would think tomorrow tomorrow night would be a very, very good time for him to reach that next level of performance. But uh, he, believe me, he's one guy who is passionate about football and will give you every single ounce of energy and strength in his body.
0: Merrill, uh, we know that Aaron Rodgers is on the Packers. He is the face of the Packers. Who else stands out to you on Green Bay?
1: Well, they they have a lot of players, uh, both sides of the ball. But one guy you will see is Devontae Adams. He is their go-to receiver. And the other is a tight end who has been around, made his mark originally as a New Orleans Saint, and that is Jimmy Graham. He's a, a terrific football player. You have Kenny Clark, on the defensive line, and he is a force. So they have they have a lot of people to pay attention to.
0: And, Merrill, uh, in former Eagles-Packers games of the past, uh, obviously there is one that stands out above them all, and I'll get to that shortly, but another one that stands out to me, one one that I was around for, one that I was actually in the building for, sitting in the upper deck behind one of the end zones, was the 2003 playoffs, 2003-2004 playoffs, the 4th and twenty six game. And then, of course, there was uh, the day after Christmas in 1960, which I believe you were in the stadium at Franklin Field for, and that was the NFL championship game. What games stand out to you, Eagles-Packers?
1: Boy, you, you go back a long way, but that was December 26th, and it was uh, 1960, as you said, and uh, I, I was <laughs> I was a kid at the time, and I can still remember uh, getting a ticket. There was a lottery uh, in the old Philadelphia Bulletin. I was able to purchase a ticket, or my parents purchased me one for $15, and I stood in the farthest part of the end zone at Franklin Field, and I watched Chuck Bednarik sit on top of Jim Taylor as the seconds ticked off the clock, and the Eagles won the world championship. So that will always be first and foremost in my mind, but I've seen so many Packers games over the years. And unfortunately, four of the last five have gone to the Green Bay Packers. So uh, hopefully the Eagles can reverse that trend tomorrow night.
0: Yes, they are certainly do. All right, Merrill, thank you very much for the time. Tomorrow morning, we'll get your keys to the game. Thanks, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Meryl Reese. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.